Welcome back, everyone, to Friday Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, Jan Behrens, here with Logan Hubbard. We are back to talk about Wimbledon. And we do have Heiko Behrens back Hi. from uh, <laughs> the first Wimbledon podcast. And we're going to do the gentleman's singles fourth round preview. The third round matches is finished up today. And mm-hmm. there were a couple crackers in, yep. that, in that lineup. Exactly. Exactly. So we're going to waste no time getting into it. We're going to start off the first match. Novak versus the GOAT himself, Tim Van Reithoven. And Novak, he, he's kind of been rolling along. Yeah, uh, he's had a cupcake of a draw, really. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> he, he dropped the set to Sun Wukwan in the first round. But he, he's rolled since then. He's looked in great form. Uh, Ketamadovic is someone who is a talented player. But he, he really cannot compete against the ghost of Novak when he's playing his compatriot. And mm-hmm. uh, Novak just outclassed him with his Serbian ties. And then uh, Timmy, it's been smooth sailing for him as well. He did drop a set to Opelka, but uh, the goat's gonna keep on keep on goading through this yeah. tournament. And he handed he handed Bash the L, thankfully. Yeah, thank God for mm-hmm. all haters of domestic violence that uh, Timmy had to go take out the trash. Yeah, this was a win for like good people and haters of domestic violence worldwide, basically. So uh, for for this match, I'm I'm looking for Timmy to. Start strong. Novak's been uh, kind of notorious in this tournament, not this year, but in the past for kind of starting slow and letting his opponents get into a rhythm early and possibly dropping that first set. If I'm Timmy, that's what I go for today. Uh, he's been serving very strongly this tournament. I think he has the highest first serve point win percentage yeah, in the entire I do, tournament. I do recall seeing that. So uh, that's going to be the game plan for Timmy. Keep the points short, serve, get into the net. Uh, but I, I do think Novak takes this in four. He's playing great, and mm-hmm. uh, he's just kind of a different class, even than the goat right now. Yeah. Uh, for the next matchup, we have. Oh, what? What? <laughs> You're not gonna offer your your counter take with Timmy. Tim Van Rijtaven. I mean, he's the goat, no cap. That's essentially. Triple bagel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty much, what's gonna happen in this matchup between Djokovic and Rijtaven is Rijtaven will allow. Djokovic to win one point at the beginning of the match, and then it will be a sweep from there. Uh, n- no other points will be won. That that's the essence that of how it's up. gonna go. Heiko, what are your thoughts on this one? That's uh, it's possible, but extremely unlikely. Unlikely that uh, Djokovic will only have one point in the entire match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we we can hope. And uh, Tim comes out of nowhere. Like the phoenix, and uh, rising from the ashes. Yeah, what is this? He came out of nowhere. How can it be a phoenix? What the phoenix came out of nowhere of the ashes. Yeah, of the ashes exactly. But whose ashes? That is the question. Brodick the Dutch ashes. Yeah, Brodick. Brodick's ashes exactly. <laughs> ashes of all the goats of the past. Or, he or it could came just out be like. Uh, it might be Robin Hasse's ashes. Or like Iron Robin from soccer. Mm. Right or or um, what's the guy uh, Verstappen from Verstappen Formula One from Formula yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, exactly could not could could not get pole position today unfortunately no it was rainy in any case uh, Van Rijthoven has a chance very small but has a chance of going through Djokovic realistically I think this is going to be a four set uh, match with Djokovic taking it. Yeah, I, I think it's a pretty accurate assessment. I think Novak in three would also not be surprising, but anything mm-hmm. more than four would be a shock, quite frankly. If 
if uh, Reitzevin can beat Djokovic, I think that is going to be his his best ups- upset of his life so far. And he's had a couple good ones within the past couple months. He destroyed uh, Medvedev, right? Yeah. He Got the breadstick. Handed him the L, as they say. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... In the next matchup, we have uh, my compatriot, Yannick Sinner, uh, because we share the same name, Jan, and the real deal, Carlos Alcaraz. That's not true. The real deal actually currently, the real deal belt is cu- currently held by injured Zverev. Or no, is it? It's, it is not. This is this is Rafa's belt Rafa. right now. Oh. He's actually the real deal. But uh, you know, Rafa not losing is a a way that he can keep this belt. But uh. Still, the real deal would be Carlitos, and I do not think he's going to lose this match. Anyone who's watched Carlitos this tournament, he's been starting uh, with his match with Struff in the first round. Uh, very competent grass quarter Struff is, and uh, he really had some trouble there, but he really changed up his game plan after that, and he kind of started playing more like Roger, serving and volleying a lot, playing more aggressive grass court tennis, trying to get into the net. Uh, his his match against Atta last round was one I think a lot of people mm-hmm. were surprised when as lopsided as it did i really i really thought Alta had a, a, a strong chance of winning but uh carlitos has beaten sinner before the first time he played him and i really think he's just on another level mentally sinner noted hater of fun uh this will be something i'd watch out for if carlos starts actually enjoying his time out on the court sinner might come and ask for the supervisor something like that yeah or all of them or all, all of them. yeah all <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, Alcaraz has been playing out of his mind. I, you, if you, you have a good argument, if you say that he's playing the best in this tournament so far, which is surprising as a n- perceived clay specialist mm. coming in grass and uh, dominating so much, destroying a bunch of German-speaking people, including Sinner, even though he's from Italy, he's from the Tyrol area and a German speaker. So I guess we'll continue with that. Uh, Anton aus Tirol. Yes, we'll, we'll continue with that uh, pattern. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you look at Alcaraz's game, he really takes elements from all of the big three, really. Like, he, he borrows a bit from everyone. But, yeah. And and with, with Carlitos, what seems to strike out a, a lot about him is just how fast he seems to be able to learn and adapt. So this is really his first time playing on grass and... It, his first couple matches in the hurling exhibition and then his first round here, he was just kind of playing like what he's comfortable with in terms of more of like a clay court game. But then he was just able to flip a switch and just start playing more traditional grass court tennis and do it at a very high level. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say... I feel like he's an all-service specialist. There's really nothing he can't do. He has every shot in the book. Yeah. So I'd say Carlos in four probably would be my prediction. But Sinner's playing well, too. I would say Carlos in three, but realistically, a four or five set match would happen. But my my heart says Alcaraz in three. Yeah, I see uh, Alcaraz going through center as well. Um, four or five. Four or five. Let's go for five since. Okay, so three, four, five, basically. <laughs> there you go. Just to there you go. The, the Pythagorean triple yeah. right there. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. All right, so we do have. The next matchup, Big Foe, a noted lover of fun, versus David Goffin, who these two did play Roland Garros with Goffin, emerging the victor in four sets. Uh, 
However, I do think this is a, a surface that really suits Big Foe's game. And uh, he really had a nice match against Bublik, who was someone he lost to last week. So he, he showed that improvement. And he was really frustrating Bublik and forcing him into a lot of underarm serves, which is kind of his thing. But Gofan beat a pretty informed Ugo Umber in his last match. So, I mean, they're, they're both playing pretty well. I do think Big Foe, he kind of relishes this stage. Mm-hmm. I think he'll come out and make his second slam I mean, quarter in five. He's a noted, or he's notable for not actually playing until he's down match point, and then he will start to actually play tennis. Uh, so it it will definitely be interesting because Tiafo seems to be immune to losing, uh, and hit, this court suits him very well. So I would I personally would have Tiafo advancing here, uh, probably in five. I think Goffin will. Will will unfortunately upset Tiafo uh, through persistent re- uh, going to the balls and returning them, getting them back all the time. He will hit the ball into the court, into in order the court to get, uh, every time, every instead time. of into the crowd. Exactly. Yes, this is actually a very important part of tennis. Is you want to hit it in, in, in and uh, <laughs> if you do it more than your opponent, you normally win. And uh, now Goffin will will be the steady guy here, and uh, I think this home and both of these guys they're kind of they're kind of more than the sum of their parts they're both really strong mentally and uh so it's kind of an interesting matchup just because neither one of them really have a shot that you would think of as a a kill shot or a real weapon in their in their courts but they both play really smart and within themselves so i would expect a tight contest here and who do you who who did you say you were gonna Uh, i I said big foe and four or five all right the next matchup, um, it's the last one in the first half, we got uh, New Zealander Cam Norrie uh, versus Kiwi <laughs> Tommy Paul, who seems to have had a pretty easy go of it so far. Uh, but yeah, honestly, not much to say here. I don't like to watch Cam Norrie because he's boring. Uh <laughs> He's got the Gravedigger side spin backhand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is uh, an approach shot, to be certain. This is actually his every shot. <laughs> he, he never gets the racket hit below the level of the ball on the backhand. Oh. So it just kind of screwballs over. But it's effective on grass because it bounces low. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I don't really have much to say about this matchup. So. Uh, I think... No uh, prediction being made. Just that... You're going to go it for will, the, it will the happen. meteor blowing up center court on this match. <laughs> the match will happen. That is my prediction. Okay. And it will end. It will end as well. I think Tommy Paul uh, is having a strong tournament. He beat the person that beat the person that beat Hercas. That's a reliable so property of tennis right there. means uh, it's thir- third level of beating Hercas. And as such, um, he is, he is the favorite. So you yes. think Horkatz is the favorite he's, for the wooden spoon this time? He is three times better than Horkatz, so... Pretty much, he is Horkatz at this point. Yeah, I mean, you can't really argue with that. Mm-hmm. With uh, Tommy Paul, he's one of only two guys, I believe, to make it to this fourth round without dropping a set. He's really been playing well. This service suits his aggressive game and his big flat shots, his aggressive play style. And Nori, you know, he's, he's got that, that crowd behind him, even though he's a Kiwi-American Brit. He's really kind of a poser out there, but he's Cam Norrie's got some great uh, 
mental strength as well as just his ability to just run forever and not get tired. So he, he just kind of sticks to it and puts it back in play. So uh, I would probably favor Nori to win here. I would like him in probably four or five here. But I would like to see Tommy Paul go through. He's kind of cleaned up the pieces of that broken Hubert Horkoch section. And, uh, yeah, I would say Nori should be the favorite. Yeah, this match will certainly be one of the matches of the matches in Wimbledon history. So crazy that one of these dudes is going to be a quarter finalist here. Actually, yeah, yes, and what? And then one of the yeah, Gavon Tiafo, Nori Paul, they all could potentially be semi finalists. One of them, that, one of them will. Who who do you got out of those four? Well, I would say Nori should be the favorite, but I, I can't go against Big Foe. I just feel like he always shows up in the slams, and that's kind of his, his M.O. I love Big Foe, right. and he would be my favorite to become the semifinalist there as well. Although I could see Gaffan as well. And I see Tommy Paul making a surprise visit there. Okay, so we predict all of them. Will be, we, one, yeah. one of them will be a semifinalist. <laughs> we each have, we have four <laughs> players with three people. Somehow. Yes. All right. Oh, oh, I didn't give my prediction oh, for the last well, yeah. one. Oh, yeah, I thought it was just so, what happened. Well, okay, so I predict that the match will start and then the match will finish at a later time. Okay. Will it finish with a match point or will it finish with someone saying goodbye? Good question. Next, we'll move on to the next matchup. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is another cracker of a match right here containing a cracker, but uh, not this man, Christian Garin who is into his second consecutive fourth round at the championships. Uh, a bit of a stroke of luck from this man who had the bioweapon remnants of Matteo Berrettini's withdrawal on his side, and he got to play Elias Emer in the first round instead of Matteo. And then he's kind of cleaned up shop since then. Uh, he had Brooksby in the third round, who's uh, definitely a frustrating guy to play against with his unorthodox strokes, but... Uh, Garvin's just kind of the more fundamentally technically solid player, and he was able to get through on four today. And uh, I, but I really do think he has no chance against Alex Dimonor, who really does like the grass here. He's been playing well. He made nearly beat Taylor Fritz at Eastburn, and uh, I would say Dimonor in straights would be yeah, my expected result. That is my expected result as well. I think Dimonor, fast as uh, the road runner, will be able to to. Um, destroy. Destroy. Yeah. Destroy. I was trying to find a different word for that, but that's to say destroy Garin um, in three sets. Excellent. So the next matchup uh, will be interesting or completely uninteresting, depending on what happens. Uh, it's wow. That's, <laughs> a, that's really going out on a limb right there. <laughs> It's uh, Nakashima versus Kyrgios, and the way I see it, there are two ways that this this match could go. Uh, the first and most likely one is that Nick Kyrgios just plays good tennis and wins the match, but there is a, a much smaller possibility that Nick Kyrgios gets so bored of Nakashima playing tennis, because he's just so boring, that he gives up and goes home halfway through the match. Just to retire while up. Two sets to live. Yeah. For no apparent reason. Okay. Well, this is uh, definitely a possible outcome here. Uh, Nakashima, he kind of plays like a diet David Goffin, I guess I'd say. Uh, he just plays really smart, consistent tennis. Doesn't go for too much, but he doesn't really give you anything as far as errors go. 
he's been able to advance beating El Chapo just by making him hit some balls uh, pretty convincingly too, I might add. But uh, Nick's just really been playing lights out. Krajinovic was someone who I thought would trouble him, and he just breezed past him without much issue. And then Tsitsipas, uh, probably the most entertaining match of the year, which oh. happened today. It's uh, probably worthy of a whole couple-hour discussion in and of itself. But uh, he was really if only just... only if all supervisors come. Yeah, only if all supervisors are there. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was just an incredible spectacle to see out on court one today. But I, I do like Nick here. Hopefully in straight sets. Mm-hmm. I think he can really get into trouble if he drops a set. And then he, he starts kind of going on with his monologues. Nakashima is definitely less of a mental midget than Tsitsipas. So he won't react and just completely tank two sets. Because he can't deal with anything different or unexpected. So I'd say Nick should win. But, you know, you never know with this man. Yeah, Kyrgios uh, had a tough first round. Almost lost against Jubby. a wild card. Job. Jobby. 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 So, but that gave him confidence, apparently, because after that he just uh, played tennis. Was, played good tennis, and and uh, basically showed here, uh, that Tsitsipas is in the wrong place right now. Um, Where do you think he should be located instead? Uh, not even seated, I guess, or fifteenth. Fifteenth, <laughs> not even seated. Uh, somewhere in between those. Mm. Um, in any case, uh, yeah, Kyrgios and Nakashima. I was very pessimistic about Kyrgios before the tournament. Now I have to eat my hat. And uh, I'm with uh, forecasting Kyrgios easily through Nakashima. That's a good prediction. But of the four here, uh, Garin, Demonor, Nakashima, Kyrgios, who do you got advancing to the semis? I mean, Nick should be the overwhelming favorite. Yes. I would say that his level, his top level, is probably the highest of anyone left in the tournament. So, I mean, it's not exactly that tough of a section. I mean, Demonor is a quality grass court player, but he's someone I think Nick should be able to hit off the court, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. But the the Australian connection, you know. The Australian connection, that that is certainly there with, with the push-ups on the Sasha double fault. Mm-hmm. A big throwback back there. But, uh, yeah, I think Kyrgios really shouldn't have much trouble getting to his semi and hopefully setting up a match with Fritz or Rafa. Yeah. I agree. There will be a, a Aussie quarterfinal there, and uh, Kyrgios will will be able to to go to the final four. The final of the bottom half. I feel like you guys aren't giving Demonor enough credit. I feel like yeah, Nick Kyrgios is the favorite here, but Demonor could just as well make it out of this section. Make it to of the course tennis. he can. Yeah, obviously he's good enough to do so. I just think that it's a bad stylistic matchup for Demonor. I just think that Demonor's best asset is his speed, and this isn't really something that is going to be something that can save him against the penetrating serve and forehand of Kyrgios. Yeah, but uh, Kyrgios may lose those if he has a bad day, and then it is... Yeah, I mean, it's you, you, you never know what you're going to get from Kyrgios. Yeah. So really anything can happen. And then uh, moving on, speaking of Aussies, we have another Aussie in the fourth round. Qualifier. Jason Kubler, a qualifier who uh, defeated, defeated the Jack Sock, coming back from two sets to one down. And mm-hmm. d- also defeated Novak. So yeah, he Novak D. <laughs> Novak D. Uh, Dennis. Dennis he, no- yeah. Novak Dennis, what's his name? 
Yeah, Dennis, Dennis Novak. Novak. Dennis Novak. Novak, the Summit Nagao. But uh, yeah, that was uh, really a pretty solid run through for Kubler, who uh, defeated Dan Evans, British hopeful, in the first round, which wasn't really too much of a shock, but he's playing really well. Uh, he's been known to be almost a baby Rafa, uh, stylistically speaking, because of his topspin forehand. But I really do think that the American Taylor Fritz, who also has not dropped a set yet in this tournament, is also playing some of the best of his career. And uh, his double-handed backhand and serve is just world-class and shouldn't have any trouble with Kubler. I would expect another straight sets march to the quarters for Fritz. Yeah, it, it really isn't a, a good matchup for Kubler, and it is an excellent matchup for Fritz. So, uh, yeah, Fritz and straights. You can act, ask for a better player to play in the fourth round of Wimbledon for Fritz. I have not seen much of Kubler. Who knows, maybe he's the new Tim. Uh, the new uh, like the Phoenix. Oh, okay. <laughs> His victory over Jack Sock today wasn't really convincing. It was just like kind of an outlast situation. Yeah, Jack Sock was on his third consecutive day playing singles, and he also is playing doubles too. So, I mean, Jack Sock, not really known for being the fittest of tennis players, was kind of on his last leg there, and he just limped up to the finish line and kind of, you know, mm. he, he Jack Socked it. So, yeah. The fitness was and Jack Sock still took him to five. He's, so. still, he's still up two yeah. sets to one and before he ran out of gas. So, Fritz easily will make it. Yeah. And then uh, another Finally. Dutch sensation. My, my, my favorite. Bodic van de Zanschop versus Rafael Nadal, victor of Roland Garros and still gunning for the calendar slam. Uh, this matchup should go Nadal's way, quite honestly. Bodic, he is a good grass player and will put up a good fight. But Nadal, he's he has a full head of steam. He's been playing well. He's got this. Uh, I got him going past Bodic in, I think, four. Yeah, so Bodic, uh, he's been playing some good grass court tennis. This is really his first grass court season, but he appears to be very solid on every surface. And he, he had a pretty tough challenge from Richard Gasquet today. Uh, he did well pulling out that third set breaker. That, that was a really close match. Then Gasquet kind of rolled over after that. Uh, but Bodic, I really think, poses no threat to Rafa, who really rolled through Senego a lot easier than I think a lot of people were expecting. So I would say Rafa and straights would be my prediction. But if Bodic snags a set, that wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world. Yeah, it was yeah. so easy today with Nadal that he didn't have time to, to father uh, give fatherly advice to Sonego during the match. <laughs> um, literally apologized. About for the, giving advice. For yeah. giving advice, yes. Not for whatever was happening. Uh, <laughs> because until... I still don't know really what was the the topic of discussions that they were having. Um, in any case, Nadal will go through easily here. So, uh, Ben, who do you think would be the semifinalist off of here? Obviously, the, the Fritz-Rafa match would probably be uh, really anticipated. Oh, my gosh. And uh, with Fritz... I got a toss-up, honestly. Fritz could, winning Indian Wells, beating Rafa. Of them. Yeah, I mean, that should be... It's possible. Hopefully a five-set match right it, there. I Honestly, give me Fritz at this point. Fritz on grass. And then Kyrgios winning the half. So, Fritz versus Kyrgios to get to the final? Yeah. That would be uh, pretty surprising semi I mean we saw the draw at first when it came out and we were like oh yeah Berrettini rolling yeah. through to the semis 
and then yeah semi semi yeah i know we'll have some the the bio weapon was really a a nuke that was dropped on this draw that really shook things up as well as cressy and adf doing their parts to add in some more chaos Mm -hmm. oh man Foki, what what a what a journey this man had (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) losing a match on a point point penalty double so the his match with Hubie, that was the first ever Wimbledon match tiebreak. And then he did it again the next round. I mean, MVP of the tournament, this man. Yeah. MVP, MVP of match tiebreaks. Yeah. And, I mean, his, his match against Hubie, probably the craziest match of the tournament easily. With mm-hmm. just everything that happened there in the spider cam as well. Yeah, spiders. Uh, the spiders have been out for Wimbledon. They've been out for blood. They've been everywhere. <laughs> they They've been enjoying the... The, the sights, to say the least. So who do you got coming out of this bottom quarter? Oh, it's um, Nadal, I think. I mean, Fritz, Fritz, Fritz has a very good chance. So it's not easy for Nadal there, but Fritz, Fritz may succumb to the Nadal stare. And the Nadal stare? The, the, it, Nadal, the Nadal forehand. Unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Nadal will probably get the third leg also at the end of the tournament for his grand slam. That's the prediction. He beats Timmy in the final. He beats Timmy in the final. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, I I think that's an interesting match just because stylistically, I think it's kind of bad for Rafa just because of Fritz's double-handed backhand just being so versatile and just absolutely one of the best in the world right now, which is. You know, Rafa really likes to use that cross-court forehand with a heavy topspin, but I really think Fritz will probably enjoy that pace and spin to his better wing. So, I mean, I think that should just be really close chess match in the quarters. That's yeah. probably my most anticipated quarterfinal match on a long shot. I think whoever wins that match is more than likely the winner of the half. Yeah, oh, you think... I mean, I, Nick's, I, Nick can't be underestimated if he comes out of the that's true. Out of that's the quarter true. there. Mm, I still would say that like the person who wins that matchup, sixty percent chance they're the the second half. I, I would tend to agree. Victor. I think yes. whoever wins that match should likely be in the final. Yep. And then up to the the top half, uh, I mean the the second quarter there is just an amalgamation of everything we know about Grand Slam tennis over the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. This is really just kind of a throwback to like an 80s or 90s Wimbledon where it's just like, yeah, anyone can make a semi. Yeah. I so, mean, there you go. Big foe, I would love to see that man in the semis. It's the the exposure this man needs. Yeah. To, really grow American tennis to yeah. the next level just by, by doing it big foe. Yeah. And obviously Tim Van Wright's have been coming out of this yeah, yes. no contest there. No contest. Now imagine a Tim Van Reithoven versus Kubler final. Huh? What a way that would be. <laughs> the yeah. wild card versus qualifier final. Highest yeah. ratings in Wimbledon history. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone would tune into that match. All right, but who do you got out coming out of the first half? I personally would have Carlitos coming out of it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I forgot about Carlitos Novak being a potential quarterfinal. I mean, those, those two with Novak and Rafa should both be very close five mm-hmm. set matches most likely mm-hmm. i mean i'd say if carlitos plays like how he's playing now that should really be a toss-up it kind of just be like a 
similar to a Roger versus Novak Wimbledon match in yeah. terms of stylistic if Carlitos continues his serve and volley rampage. But uh, I would think Novak should be the favorite to make it out of this top half. I don't think, depending on who who comes out of the, the second quarter there, I don't really think anyone really stands a chance against Carlitos or Novak, assuming one of them makes it out to the, the semi there. I mean, I'm literally predicting a, a Carlitos-Fritz final. Carlitos-Fritz final. I, that would be crazy. Or that like would be crazy. Carlitos-Curios. Carlitos-Curios. Those both would be very entertaining. But uh, something, the dark horse here is Tommy Paul just absolutely redlining and destroying everybody, which and then has been known to happen in the past. And the then past. not losing another match for the next two calendar years. Wow. Getting, wow. <laughs> getting yeah. two calendar slams. The, the Tommy Paul slam. Yeah. The ten in a row. <laughs> Pretty easy for him to do, honestly. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised he hasn't broken this move out yet but yeah he's picked a good time to save it up because he'll have he'll still be number 30 so he'll be motivated to get his points at u.s open and Mm -hmm. then smooth sailing from there yeah no no contest really oh can we talk about the um the curios stefanos match oh absolutely so uh just probably as far as entertainment goes probably number one and for me this year just in terms of matches on the Mm -hmm. court and then his, the on-court, the play, it was at a very high level as well for yep. most of the entire match. So that was a bonus. But really, the, the main spectacle was the, the mental warfare going on between oh, Nick yeah. and Stefanos. Kyrgios really knew how to get under Stefanos's skin and, like, push his buttons. Like, he, he showed that tennis is, like, 80% a mental game and just 20% physical. Uh, yeah. It was insane how, like, once Kyrgios got under Tsitsipas' skin, he just threw away two sets because he, he's afraid of things that are interesting and new. So, things that aren't he isn't used to. He just wants to play Nakashima every match. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, if Stefanos would be undefeated against Nakashima, if he, that's the only opponent he plays. Man, that's who he'd be playing this round if he could keep his head together. That's crazy. Exactly. The optimal opponent, and he, he, he just couldn't do it. So we'll go through a recap of what happened there as far as uh, interesting things. So in the first set, first set, end of the first set, Nick got a time violation warning for playing too fast on his serve, which I thought was kind of interesting because usually that's I for playing too slow be- on your serve. the beginning of the second set. Oh, was it? Yeah. We yeah, actually, yeah, that, that, that would be that, because we didn't see it in the first set. Yeah, uh, yeah, he got a time violation for playing too fast, which is absurd, honestly. And then later on, Stefanos launched a ball into the stands. Yeah, almost <laughs> second. Yeah, narrowly missing uh, a few spectators. And then Kyrgios, noticing this, made a, a call for him to be defaulted from the match. Uh, the Novak reference. Re- requesting that all supervisors come down here <laughs> and talk to him to ensure that Stefanos does not see the light of day again. A bit of a Karen moment there from, from Kyrgios. Mm-hmm. And then Kyrgios went on to do his normal antics in this, this but, set. But right after that, Tsitsipas complained about Kyrgios' towels. I wasn't sure who had uh, that, that, that Kyrgios was encroaching on his towel stand and was starting to organize all the towels. And 
and I was trying to to respond at that level back. And then while while Kyrgios was calling for Stefanos to get defaulted, Stefanos used the bathroom, <laughs> and then got a time violation. I mean that for, never ends well. <laughs> for being in the bathroom for too long, despite Kyrgios chirping at the the chair umpire for the entirety of that that time. Uh, but yeah, Kyrgios was up to his normal stuff. He uh, I believe won a break point on a underhand serve, and. That, that would be the, the first ever breakpoint conversion while serving in tennis history. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> a, a historic match was played there today. But uh, <laughs> after, after Nick broke Stefanos uh, pretty early in the, in the third set, I believe, uh, Stefanos was really, he was really just, he, he was really going through it at that point. He was just a mess mentally. And uh, he his kind of came to a culmination when Nick Underarm served him and Stefanos, having seen this before with the, the tweener underarm serve variety, losing that point, he, he just couldn't stand it. And he just whacked the ball as hard as he could at the scoreboard, which uh, I think a lot of people really appreciated. That just kind of showed everyone in the crowd that, yeah, this man has completely lost it. Yeah. He has no control of the situation. Oh, and twice he tried to hit Nick Kyrgios. Oh, yeah. Yeah, over yeah he was trying to peg <laughs> <laughs> Nick Kyrgios for probably the remainder of the second and third set pretty much any time an opportunity presented himself when nick was at the net or stefanos had an easy ball he would instead of trying to win the point just use it to try to hit curios yeah he even, he even lost a point on what should have been a easy winner to the opposite court uh <laughs> by trying to missile it, 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 yeah. he, he tried to hit curios and it just went deep too deep went and out so must have been trying to drop shot on that one but. yeah <laughs> Definitely one of the plays you could make on that was going for the going for the knees there, and then uh, somewhere in that, Kyrgios had his had his fall with the the Tua Tagovailoa hip, hip injury hip injury, which after you blinked he was standing up. Yeah, right. after, after, after the replay of what happened, he was already, already returning in returning position. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so uh, I thought he was done, but it was nothing. But something I would have been interested to see is if Nick actually had to retire for injury. Like, would Stefanos go over and actually, you know, the normal protocol would be to go over and see if your your opponent was all right and talk to him and stuff. Like, like uh, Nadal did with, yeah, uh, <coughs> with, with But uh, that would have been an interesting outcome, to say the least. But mm-hmm. uh, luckily for people who enjoy tennis, Nick was up. Uh, that was the first game of the fourth set when that happened. And mm-hmm. the fourth set was really just one of the best yeah, grass he, court he, he snapped out of mental midget mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stefanos... Uh, who knows whether the the break of the the injury was what he needed, or just the realization that he was one set away from being out of the tournament. But I mean, the fourth set was just absurd from both guys. They were both extremely clutch on their serves, facing numerous break points. Kyrgios especially was always down. Love 30, 15, 40, love 40. He just come up with some bombs and really gutsy second serves. And this continued until the breaker, and then the breaker was. Probably some of the most tense tennis I've ever oh, seen. Oh, yes. I think it was like the second most intense breaker I've seen to the one in the Carlitos. Novak. Uh, no, the one at Roland Garros. Who was it? Albert. That wasn't a no. breaker. Not, not, it was oh, not Sasha? a match tie break. It was a fourth set tie break. Oh, uh, was that a fourth set tie break? I think Maybe so. Maybe it was. Anyway, yeah, that, <laughs> whoever it was, it was that that one was very intense. I have that as more intense than this one, uh, but just barely. But 
um, let it be known that during the the match, especially in the second and third set, the the BBC announcers were not having it with Kyrgios. Uh, they were just about fed up with everything that he was doing, uh, saying that he was like a disgrace to the sport. Like they they woke up early to hate on Kyrgios. Like, and and then the BBC misses a great opportunity. The match ends, and they don't show the handshake. Everybody was waiting for it. Mm, yeah, and this is uh, like top ten like yeah, disgraced tennis twi- moment moments. Twitter exploded. Where is my handshake? I think that was a hashtag for that too. Yeah. <laughs> where is my handshake? Hashtag. <laughs> hashtag curious. Hashtag, hashtag where is my handshake? Well, uh, un- unfortunately for lovers of drama, it was just a normal handshake, which was kind of surprising, honestly. But uh, yeah. at least it shows that these two guys have respect for each other as far as their tennis goes. But uh. Yeah, Kyrgios really came up clutch in the, the fourth set breaker, playing yeah. the insane drop half volley to save a set point. He had a match point, then save the set point, and yeah. then uh, he won. That was really high quality. Yep. Yeah. And just super fun to watch. So. Yeah. yeah, Kyrgios had some real gutsy plays in that breaker. Like, he pulled some things out that I don't think any other player would pull out. Break point at the end. At uh, that, sorry, that uh, drop shot. At oh the yeah, end. the the Federer uh, mm-hmm. little slice scoop, yeah, cross court drop shot. That was a crazy shot to come up with in the, that scenario. Yeah, yeah, that probably the match of the tournament. I, certainly the match of the tournament might be the match of the year. Yeah, not much more to say about yeah. that match. It was just really fun to watch. Definitely good for tennis. Uh, contrary to what the BBC announcers would have you say, mm-hmm. uh, they said that Nick should have been defaulted for his heinous crimes yeah. against the sport. But I think uh, tennis needs matches like this that are as entertaining for their on-court product as they are for the stuff surrounding it. So hope to see more of this matchup in the future. It's really entertaining. Yep. Uh, another match that happened today to, of note was the Iga Swiatek. Uh, oh, yes, we must discuss Iga. Iga. Taking the a massive L against who was it? Cornet. Cornet, who already reached a quarterfinal, uh, fourth round in 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 the Aussie Open. So she, in her twilight of her career, is starting to to compete well. Yeah, I mean, with this match uh, and really eager on grass in general, it was kind of an unknown quantity. She didn't have much experience on the surface and. What little she had wasn't exactly pristine. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cornet is kind of an unknown giant killer as well. So it wasn't exactly surprising to see Iga lose. But the mm-hmm. manner in which she lost was uh, kind of shocking in terms of winning only three of the final 30 points. She did channel her inner Tomek at the end. Well, <laughs> any great would channel the goat like that. Yeah. <laughs> Counting their millions. And surprising uh, Tan, uh, Serena Destroyer. Is destroying everybody on this tournament. Yeah, she she's she she is uh, a person I never heard before. Dare I say redlining? Possibly so. I really like her game as far as uh, how she incorporates uh, just like really intelligent grass court slice shots that are mm-hmm. hard to deal with, and she's definitely playing really well. And she'll be a tough out for anyone. Mm-hmm. And one more thing on the women's side, uh, much to Heiko. Heiko's dismay. Hadad Maya. Oh, disappointed. <laughs> First round. 
loses uh, the hopes of a whole nation were destroyed. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the the crown jewel of Brazil since Guga. Yeah, yeah. Guga, the triple French Open crown, mm -hmm. would have been uh, a great achievement if not for for one man. Came later. Yes, also known as Rafa. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, Haddad Maya kind of performed a bit of a Hubert Horkacz disappearing act in the first round. So uh, well, nice to see. He did win a set, but. Uh, well, but unfortunately, <laughs> not enough. After the the two wins and one semifinal in the uh, build up to this tournament, domination. It was as you have said, domination. It was domination. The, it, in the same manner as Berrettini. Yeah. Now Berrettini just was sick. But yeah, there, uh, Berrettini unfortunately fell victim to <laughs> Novak Djokovic. Biobomb. Bio <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Biological warfare doing anything to win this zero points tournament honestly just an insane level of creativity from novak that uh you know it'll be interesting to see if he deploys this tactic in uh roland garros next year since that will be his next slam he can actually play in yeah so he's gonna have to wait for close to 11 months to actually get into a slam again so uh that's gonna <laughs> that's, that's a decision that he's made that is certainly a decision it's a decision. But uh, he's really feeling the heat from Rafa right now in terms of the GOAT race. So uh, he had to close the gap somehow. And he chose biological warfare because that's an easy and efficient way to do so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look at his draw. Cupcake. Well, until they put the GOAT in there. Oh, yeah. Timmy, that's going to be... I mean, we know that he's going to lose there. So Only one man can save us from this man, and it's Timmy. I mean, if you look at this fourth round uh, on the on the la on the ladies, it's it's incredible. There are very few seated left. Uh, I think the highest seed is three, of course, with Javor and four Badosa. But there's that it's Tatiana Maria there from Germany. Um, Niemeyer from Germany, Watson, people that you would never expect. To be at this level, but uh, I feel like it, that's kind of typical for the WTA, though. Yeah, that's just yeah. like a classic WTA. I mean, this both the men's and the women's sides are kind of like that this time in terms of just guys that normally and ladies that aren't usually there just showing up and making a cool quarter and getting zero points. So uh, I would say it's so interesting. Who do you to think will be in the finals? I mean, I, w I think Jabir should be the favorite at this yep. point. She's yeah. had the best grass season of anyone well, she's remaining. She's been playing excellent yeah. on grass. Probably will be a Halep-Jabir uh, final. Huh? Yeah, I would not be surprised at yep. that at all. Yeah. I think that might be the leading contender at this point, with Jabir winning. Yeah, I'd have to agree there. And then there's... Uh, you, you can't sleep on Amanda Anisimova, yeah. uh, who... Scored a very convincing win over Coco Gauff today. But uh, it should be noted that that was a matchup of two terrible forehands, <laughs> at least at this top level. So I, I don't think that she will make the final, but I think uh, she'll probably beat Tan tomorrow. Yeah. Hmm. I got Tan. You got Tan. Yeah. I mean, I would like for Tan to win because she just has a cool game. Yeah. She's fun to watch. So, yeah, I guess yeah, that's... Yeah. Uh, that's our our fourth round, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, does anyone does everyone want to go around and say their finals and victor for the men's? Oh, okay. Well, I've got Novak over Rafa. What a what a prediction! I'm sticking with it from 
the pre-tournament. And I, uh, I've got Anz Jabour over Simona Halep. Yeah, I have the same women's. Uh, for the men's, I'm going to go Alcaraz over Fritz. Because that's what I would love to see. Yeah, I would go totally crazy and go with Tim. Losing against uh, Nadal in the finals. And uh, on the women, that anything is possible. So I'm going to go crazy here too. Ostapenko winning against Bedosa. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ostapenko. <laughs> uh, one of the most... One of the Latvians of all time. One of the Latvians of all time. Yeah. Up there with Porzingis. But uh, definitely not very well liked in general for no. just her, her general persona. In but she is a Grand Slam winner. Somehow a Grand Slam winner. Certainly, certainly. <laughs> one of one of the Grand Slam winners. Uh, one of many. So yeah, I believe that is all for our fourth round preview of Wimbledon. Thank you guys so much for watching. We are going to catch you next time for the, the quarterfinals and uh, probably go for more of the tennis this time as far as the, the actual matchups go. But we're going to take it out from here. For Heiko Barons as well as Logan so and Jan, we're going to sign off. Peace.